everyone. Welcome to Leader to Leader with Jennifer Zock. Today I'm in conversation with Adam Berger. Adam is a born and raised Cedar Rapidian and proud alum of Johnson Elementary, McKinley Middle School, and Washington High School. His wife, Dana, is a teacher at Kennedy High School, and they have a two-year-old daughter, Ruth, who is an absolute joy. Adam holds a bachelor's degree in organizational management from Morningside University. Currently, he is the sales manager and member of the executive team at Rexco Equipment. Prior to Rexco, Adam spent 14 years in the print industry in various leadership positions. Adam is involved with local nonprofit organizations in the corridor, currently sitting as co-chair for the Cedar Rapids Murals and more board and formerly serving as vice president of the board of directors for the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. He loves to golf, though admittedly not very good at it, fish and spending time at the cabin in Minnesota with his family and their two pups. Hi, Adam. Welcome to Hi. today's show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, I'm, I'm honored to uh, to be a part of this with you. So thank you. Yeah, you are welcome. And I'm so excited to have you here and so that you can share your, your story with our listeners. <clears throat> you know, I know you as a passionate people leader yes. here in the corridor who uses somatic awareness mm -hmm. in your leadership. I do. So I want to invite you to share your your story of of using this particular okay. skill in leadership. Yeah. And first, um, how has somatic awareness been most beneficial to you? So what was your team in terms of leadership? Yeah, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> what you and I started working together back in August of 2022. Um, and I kind of joke that you're my executive therapist uh, because I feel like I come to you with all these situational stuff and I'm like, Jennifer, help me. How do I navigate this? Um, which it's not completely untrue. You know, you've really helped me gain some different perspective um, to real world challenges that I'm facing as a leader, you know, and I think um, it's important to have somebody from the outside looking in. And so you introduced somatic awareness to me um, and and I, th I would say that the the way that it's been the most beneficial for me um, has been in the acknowledgement of what of the feelings that I'm feeling with my body and what it's telling me. You know, just being able to acknowledge that. Um, <clears throat> I think as leaders, we we encounter difficult situations that can that can bring anxiety or stress into the fold. Um, and through this introduction into somatic awareness that you brought to me, it's really helped me identify in the moment. This is what your body's saying, and this is what it's telling you. Um, and just being conscious of that um, has been really helpful. And I think it's made me more aware of, of the situations that I'm in and why I'm feeling a certain way and asking myself questions and being a lot more self-aware. So that's that's where it's really been beneficial for me. That's great. If you had to say the where you have found it to be most helpful if you had to list just one area where it's been most helpful yeah. what would that be i think i think for me it's in those situations that i'm going into and i'm i'm most unsure of the outcome mm -hmm. um 
for instance, you know, maybe a difficult conversation with with someone on my team, um, and I'm not quite sure how it's it's going to um, end up, right? And unfortunately, you know, not it's not all sunshine and rainbows in leadership positions, and there's difficult conversations that need to happen, and you're not exactly sure how it's going, the outcome is going to be. And so for me, when you're in that headspace, and it's kind of an insecure headspace where you're not exactly sure of what's going, what's to come, and you know that it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, your body can start to feel some of that, that, you know, pressure or that stress in that moment. Um, and so for me, I find it, I find myself using it in those situations where maybe I start to feel my body getting a little nervous or, or tight. You know, we've talked about that, uh, you know, this tightness in your, in your chest or maybe something in your pit in your stomach, um, and acknowledging that it's there, um, taking the time to stop, asking yourself the question, you know, why, why are you feeling this way? What are, what's causing it? Is this, is this situation just uncomfortable or is it unsafe? And really just taking the moment to be clear with yourself that it's okay to feel this way and you're uh, you know, it's normal and, uh, and work through it, you know? And I, I think that's, that's really where in, in my day to day as a leader, it's just been in those, those uncertain situations, you know, where the outcome is not quite clear yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you're talking about there is really important because what we default to is fighting those uncomfortable mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. And what we fight just grows stronger. You're exactly right. I mean, I find myself doing that before you and I were introduced to each other and we started working together. Um, the natural instinct on my behalf was to say, okay, push through this, just mm-hmm. you're, you're ignore it almost um, and go and you're, you know, not acknowledging any uncomfortableness or why you're feeling that way. Um, it's, and that was just the natural response that I had was, okay, well, you're accustomed to feeling this way, but just ignore it and keep pushing through. And ultimately, once you get through the other side, regardless of whatever happens, it'll go away. And I think, you know, being it's a lot healthier for your mental state and for your body to acknowledge these situations, um, because then you're going to when you are introduced into those situations again in the future, you know how to handle them better. Um, And that's really I found a lot of like, okay, I've felt this feeling before. This is how I've gotten through it this is, these are the patterns. Why do I feel this way in these moments? And then it helps you navigate those situations um, when they occur again. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the beauty of it. If you stay curious and you practice and it, those difficult conversations can become less difficult Mm -hmm. over time because you gain the confidence to recognize what your body is telling you in the moment and tools and techniques to help you navigate the situation. Yeah. And I, you know, and I'll even say, you know, it's not even just in difficult conversations. I think there's as leaders, we carry a lot of responsibility and there's a lot of different things day to day that create um, uncomfortableness or stress in in your, in your day to day. Um, And I found myself using it just, to kind of check myself in the moment of, okay, why, why am I stressed about this? Why am I stressed about, is it a timeline? Is it 
I'm feeling behind. I'm feeling underprepared. Um, and, and I've realized to listen to my body feel the, get to these moments that, okay, something's, I I'm feeling a certain way, uh, because of this situation. Whereas before it was just kind of part of it. It was just, well, this is the way you feel in these moments. And, um, so it, you know, it's not even necessarily difficult conversations. It could be a number of different things that you, you feel your body in these precarious spots and you're, you're like, ah, oh, what is this? And I, I think it goes back to my original thing of just the acknowledgement of it is key, you know, acknowledging yeah. that you're having these feelings and, and, um, aware of it. I, I, it's a huge, huge deal for me and a cool tool that I have now. Yeah, you know, that's what a lot of people that I work with say that they're like, I had no idea I could do this. This is such yeah. a cool tool. And I'm teaching it to my own people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, the first time you we practiced it together, you're like, you asked me if it was okay, if we could practice it. And I'm kind of in my head like, oh, gosh, this is weird. You know, like, I've never, I'm sitting in my office, my eyes are closed, I'm, you know, I'm, and but it it took that one time and I'm like, okay, this is great. You know, this is a way to kind of pause in the moment and understand what's going on with yourself, you know? Mm. How has that affected your relationship with the, your, your team? I think it's been great. Um, I think one it's made me a better, more aware leader, leader for them, you know? So I, I'm, um, like you said earlier, I'm more curious. I I think a lot of the things that you, the tools that we've worked on beyond just somatic awareness is also, you know, leading with curiosity and, and, and the different ways that you can frame a situation with, with your team to help them, um, be curious and understand it and, and have buy-in. Um, and so, you know, in, in a situation where you're, you're, um, uptight or you're not feeling like your normal self. And then you go in and try to lead people that shows and they can feel that because they're human beings as well. Um, and then you may not have the same effectiveness that you would have if you're calm, relaxed, everybody's in the same, um, psychological space. We're sharing and, and open and being vulnerable is okay. Um, and so it's been huge for that for me is just being able to be a more calm and, and um, understanding leader, looking at situations that maybe my team is in on their side of, you know, maybe they're feeling certain ways that, and um, I haven't gotten to the point where I've done some somatic awareness with them, but it's certainly something I would love to try. Um, you know, I, I'd have, I, I'd have to, I, I don't know how I would, who I would start with on my team. I've got a pretty big team. I have 15 people that, report to me. And so a lot of personalities, but um, I think there could be some benefits to them as well as I become more of an expert in it and understanding it, transferring that, that knowledge onto them to use, I think will be huge because, you know, they run into situations with customers or clients that are stressful or um, deadlines and and obligations. And I think being um, using this as a tool for them would be really beneficial as well. Absolutely. I, there is a leader that I worked with in the past and she, like you, had a large team and her team was a team of trainers. And so they would run into difficult situations and she started with teaching them to use the technique of asking themselves, is this unsafe or uncomfortable? 
And that really had long reaching effects because their team, as they onboard new people, they are some of the first folks that new people encounter. Mm -hmm. And when the trainers can show up calm and confident and create that safe space, it creates a welcoming atmosphere and for the new folks where they can, and if they feel safe, they're going to, to learn better, which all equates to better results for the organization. Absolutely. I mean, I prompt any of your own stories that you can share with a listener. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, uh, I, I totally believe in that calm setting, open communication uh, with my team. Um, I've been with Rexco two years now. And on my first day, my first communication to my team was I have an open door policy and some people just, you throw that out there, but I really, I really mean it. I believe that rather than somebody um, kind of stewing on an issue and letting it ruminate inside while they try to figure out the problem, bring it to, to me, bring it to someone else on the team and let's communicate and figure it out. Um, there's that, what, what's that old adage? Um, don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions. And I, I hate that. I, I don't believe in that. I think it's that, that puts people on an Island of, of stress and uh, it's not productive. Um, I believe the opposite come to me with your problems and we'll find solutions together. And I think that, you know, using somatic awareness as a leader has allowed me to walk into situations where maybe there's a problem that we're facing as a team, um, whether it's, you know, goals or numbers, um, getting to a specific number or sales a challenge on a sale that we're trying to get through. If I can come in in that headspace of this is just maybe going to be uncomfortable. It's not unsafe. We're going to get through this. There's a resolution to it. We need to be creative as a team and come together. Um, I can lead a lot better and it reflects into them and they feel a lot better and a lot more safe and secure to, to jot, throw out ideas or jot ideas down on a whiteboard. Um, I mean, we do that a lot in my sales meetings where it's just open, no wrong answers. Let's, we've got a problem. Let's solve it, throw it out there um, and, and come up with ideas. And we use that all the time. And so I think this is, you know, somatic awareness is just another piece of that open, calm, um, problem solving mentality that is, that is huge for, for me as a leader. So, yeah. And that's what makes you a great leader, Adam. Thank you. (laughs) We also, as we've worked with and through somatic awareness together, we've talked about validation Mm -hmm. and using somatic awareness as a tool to validate others and help them arrive at their own solutions Mm -hmm. together. Can you talk a little bit about the difference that validation has made in your leadership? I I think it was actually, I'm looking back at some of the notes that I took, and I think it was our first um, session together that, I I was telling you about a situation that I was in and you said um, validation doesn't necessarily mean agreement Um, and listening so that you can prevent um, from going to the fix too fast. 
And I'm like, gosh, that is me. Like, I want to fix the problem. I hate seeing people in distress and I want to get in there and like, okay, let's, let's, let's fall, solve it. And it, and it, um, it doesn't engage them as part of the solution. Right. I just put it all together and here you go. And let's go do that. Good job. Ready break. <laughs> and I feel a hell of a lot better, but I don't know if they do. Right. right. So I think, um, listening to them is huge part of validation you know um you said i think you used the term we cut ourselves off the knees when we jump too fast to fix it that's what i was doing and so i i've had you know certain situations with certain reps on my team where i will sit and i'll just listen and lean towards that curiosity piece and just okay help let's help engage in the solution i don't want i don't want to just solve the problem for you or try to fix it too fast um let's validate what's going on with you um and in this particular situation whatever it may be and then we'll find a solution through that validation process um it's been great how have they responded to that i think i think well i'm not so i i don't outwardly tell them what i'm you know like i'm not like hey i'm going to Right. Try this new thing that I learned, you know. So I don't know that they would really even understand, like, or know that I was doing this in the moment. But I, I think for me, I've seen a change in their um, responsiveness to to problem solving. You know, Excellent. I in in the equipment in the construction equipment industry, there's a number of different problems that arise on a day. It could be a hose breaks out on a job site and a customer needs to get, they only have a certain amount of time and they need to get their machine back up and running. And what are we going to do? You know, or it could also be more performance related problems, right. And, and issues that we're running into. Um, and so I think engaging in them to be part of the solution, validating what's going on with them through understanding and listening, you know, Hey, I get it. You are in this spot because of this, Right. And I, and, and how, how does that, how do you see we, uh, a way for us to correct or, or, I mean, and I don't even know if it's correct is the right word. It's more, um, how do you, how do you see the problem and, and what do you think the best solution is maybe? And asking just different ways of different ways of questions to engage them and just open up their mind to do a different way from a, a problem out on a job site to, uh, you know, a performance related issue. It, it all um, is intertwined through that. I think that open minded validation style listening and, um, and engaging them in part of that solution. Yeah. Yeah. That's just an excellent overview of of validation in action and yeah. i mean you are no different from a lot of leaders adam because yeah. most of us we do we want to jump in and fix it because it when there's a problem there that's not comfortable mm -mm. and so if we can use somatic awareness to stop and pause and recognize that my system is telling me I'm uncomfortable and it's because there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. I can switch myself, orient myself to curiosity, which is going to be better for, for all concerned because it 
empowers the other person, like you said, to solve their own problems. And it starts with listening to validate instead of listening to fix. Listening to validate means listening to understand what the person is feeling. Yeah. And that what that does is it opens the door to three things that people need to be heard, seen, and understood. Mm-hmm. And you create that safe space yeah. and help everybody in that room orient to this is the safe places of curiosity. Yeah. And you are going to solve things and get back to work much faster than if everyone is orienting to fear. Yeah, I agree. I, um, you know, I've, I've always been a leader that kind of lives with grace. I give people grace. I understand um, that there's, there's situational things that always come up that create, you know, a new situation. And I inherently give people trust. I give people autonomy. I th- I believe in people solving a problem that are closest to the problem. I don't like to come in and go, well, this is my way. And um, I think the validation piece of just even even if I don't necessarily agree on my end, it's okay to 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 acknowledge that that's the way you feel and that's what you're going through. And um, I'm validating that those are true feelings and honest. And you're a human being, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to solve this problem together. But you're going to take the lead in the solution so that it's your ideas. It's you know we're working together. Um, and coming up with a resolution. And I, I I try to, you know, I felt like I've, I've, I've been that type of leader, but you know, when you, when you said it that way about, you know, you want to go to the fix too fast, it's like, gosh, I do. And, and it's out of caring, right. It's out of trying to solve a problem and help get out of that uncomfortable space. But sometimes I think being in that uncomfortable space is where a lot of good stuff can happen too, as long as everybody feels safe and open to communicate about it. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Would you be willing to say more about that? I think that's something, an idea that can offer a lot to our listeners. Yeah, I, you know, I've, um, I think one of the first times that I, I, I use somatic awareness, I use that phrase. I, I said it out loud. So I'm a, this is a weird thing. I don't know if all salespeople do this, but I'm a, I'm a sales guy. So I talk out loud to myself all the time um, when I'm in my car when I'm when I'm at home, if nobody's around, I practice interactions and things. If there's a big meeting coming up, it's just a way for me, something I do. And and so I literally said out loud, I, I had an uncomfortable situation that was coming up. I knew it was there. Um, I was going to have to have a pretty difficult conversation with one of the members of my team. Um, and I'm and I said, is this? I just like stopped and I said to myself, is this unsafe or just uncomfortable? And and then I answered my own question out loud and said, well, it's uncomfortable. And it's like, okay, well, that's that's life, right? You you not everything is perfect all the time, but um it, it calmed me down a little bit just to sit there and go, okay, you're feeling the pressure and the 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 reality of this situation. And and naturally you want to be a harmonious human being. And so when you're in co- uncomfortable situations, it's tough. But Acknowledging it before I got into that situation really helped me get my mind right about what the way that we were going to be constructive. And so we sat down, we had a really constructive conversation about, um, 
you know, this, these are the facts. These are where, this is what we're seeing. Um, this is the issues at hand. Uh, we both came to an agreement on it. We, but then we also worked out a resolution to the problem together because I listened to why they felt that the issue was there. Um, it was uncomfortable for both of us. Nobody likes to talk about how somebody's, you know, not hitting a number or, or um, underperforming in any way. It's uncomfortable for them. It's uncomfortable for me. Um, but it wasn't unsafe. Right. And my body may have been feeling like it was unsafe for some reason. But then when I literally yelled it out loud and then answered my own question, I, I reoriented myself back to, okay, this is just uncomfortable. Let's get through this together as a team. Um, and I think it was a lot more productive and there was some really good, that, good things that came out of it. We came, um, they created a solution. I asked them for what they thought the, the, the way out would be and something that is feasible and, and a path. I offered up some ideas of my own. Um, we came to a really good, um, understanding and a plan, uh, mm -hmm as you know, a leader and then a, a member of my team together and we executed on it. And uh, I think they felt really good after it. I felt really good. And what do you know? I survived, um, <laughs> which is uh, my body maybe didn't at the moment think that was going to happen. But um, I, I think that was just a good, a good space to be in because a lot of good came out of the uncomfortableness. So oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Adam, what would you advise fellow leaders in terms of why they should consider adding somatic awareness to their leadership skill set and how they can begin? To, what's the first step that they can take in that direction? Well, I think the first step they can take is working with you. I think it's uh, it's been an awesome experience for me. Um, I'm I think it's been I would say this. I don't I've never been the type of salesperson that wants to convince something somebody of something. I want them to make an educated decision that's good for their life and for that benefits them. Um, and I just provide the information that I believe is the best for them. And so. Um, I think that this is an amazing tool. I'm a, as a leader, I'm a firm believer in self-improvement um, and adding the more tools to your toolbox. You know, I think, I think we have to exercise um, muscles that we're, we're not used to exercising. You know, if you go, if you go run and you haven't ran in a while, your legs are going to hurt. Right. And when I started doing this somatic awareness, my I was, I'm exercising these muscles and these brains. I'm like, gosh, what is going on? But then it, it starts to become more natural. Um, and I think, I think what I would tell leaders is, is listen, listen to your body and what it's telling you. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was the huge, that's a huge turning point for me. You know, leaders, we carry a lot on our plate, you know, and, and, on that on that plate, it can lead to feelings of pressure or feelings of stress or feelings of anxiety or frustration. Um, and if you listen to what your body's telling you and you acknowledge those feelings um, because they're real and it's telling you something, um, you become more self-aware and you become a little better equipped to handle all the extra stuff that comes with being a leader, right? Um, and so I would... I would just, I would say the first step is 
there's going to be a moment in the next day to a week where you as a leader are going to feel something in your body when you're, when it's just, ah, man, I'm in this, I'm in this tough, difficult position, or I'm feeling a little stressed about this. It doesn't have to be massive or like this overwhelming sense of stress or, or anything like that. Um, but your body will tell you in a way. And when you feel that, that feeling, stop, acknowledge the feeling, and then start to think about what in that situation is causing it. And then do what I did. Ask yourself, is it is it unsafe or is it just uncomfortable? Yeah. And I think you'll find that the answer is generally going to be that you're just uncomfortable. And as leaders, um, we... And I think a lot of people, you can get through uncomfortable situations and um, you don't just have to be a leader to get through to get through an uncomfortable situation. But I think as leaders, we encounter them a little more than than others in the workplace. And so that would be my first step. Next time you're in a spot where you are feeling some sort of um, feeling in your body, listen to it, acknowledge it, um, get through it, and then you'll feel better and then you'll call up jennifer and say hey i need to get this I need to get a session going so we can talk through these situations and how do i become a better leader um that that's really and, and all kidding aside that's that's what's really helped me is just your perspective is different than you know you're not in this bubble of my work and so i bring to you situations and things that i deal with and you give me a different lens and a different tool and exercise a different muscle and it, it has really, uh, really helped me a lot. So I encourage, I encourage leaders to, uh, to be open-minded, uh, lead with curiosity, validate your your team, um, be flexible, listen to people. They're humans. We're all humans. We all have these stressors and things in our lives, and um, just, just be um, open open to what your body's telling you and what they're telling you and, and be curious and uh, solutions based. Yeah. yeah. That's excellent advice. And yeah, listen to the body because the body knows first. And yep. the cool thing about the body is that uh, the body's language is sensation. And that's the first, sens- you know, language any of us mm-hmm. had access to as, as infants until, and then we, over time, we start to rely more and more on our cognitive skills and we forget about this other resource that Mm -hmm. really can support us in valuable ways. If we consult it and use the best of the body and, and the mind together. Yeah. I amen. I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Thank you so yeah. much for yes. being the leader that you are, Thank for you. adding somatic awareness to your your toolbox, and for sharing your story with our Thank listeners. You. My pleasure. This is uh, this is great. You know, I used a little somatic awareness before this. I was a little, you know, I'm I'm not a big uh, on the podcast world, so I don't know much about it. I'm a little nervous. I'm like, ah, hey. Just take a little deep breath, relax, you know, but this is, this has been great. This has been great. Thanks for having me. You are most welcome. Thank you for being my guest. All right. Listening to your body can make a big difference in your day-to-day experience as a leader. Learn to stop, acknowledge what your body is telling you and get unstuck with curiosity. Want to learn more about somatic awareness and exercising a different leadership muscle? 
book a free consultation at www.jennifer-zock.com. Again, that's www.jennifer-zock, spelled Z-A-C-H.com. Thanks for listening.